Since 2004, Iowa livestock farmers have turned to the coalition to support Iowa's farmers for free, confidential, and expert assistance in raising livestock responsibly and successfully. Join us at the fence line to hear from industry experts and farmers about topics important to livestock agriculture here in Iowa. The fence line, where the gates always open. Bob Quinn here with another edition of The Fence Line. Uh, Welcome to The Fence Line, a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, the livestock folks here in the state of Iowa. If you would like to find out more about the programs the Coalition offers, you can do so at their website, supportfarmers.com. On this edition of The Fence Line, we're talking about farming for your future. And today we're concentrating on the cattle industry here in the state of Iowa. We recently joined with the Iowa Cattlemen's Association and the Iowa Beef Industry Council during the Cattlemen's Association's annual meeting in December. And we want to talk about cattle in your future farming operations. Now the Iowa Cattlemen's Association and the Iowa Beef Industry Council support many projects to develop cattle feeding here in the state of Iowa. We're going to talk about expansion and grazing here in the state of Iowa. We're going to talk about funding programs available for things like fencing or maybe even adding water to new pastures that's available. And we're going to talk about adding more cattle back into your herds. We're starting off with Brian Waddingham with the Coalition, talking about some of the programs offered through the Coalition to support Iowa's farmers. Brian, uh, talking farming for your future Friday, we're uh, kind of in the shadow of a cattle meeting, so we're going to be talking cattle today here on the big show and some of the opportunity for uh, young folks uh, to get involved in the cattle industry, and we'd love to have lots more cattle here in the state of Iowa. I don't think that's a secret. We've said that many times on the big show, and there are programs available uh, that uh, you got, you folks the coalition can help out with. Yeah, that's right. We uh, we do think it's important to grow Iowa's cattle industry, and, and that's why we partnered with the Beef Council uh, on this series of live remotes. But there are opportunities out there, and, and with the coalition, you know, we come out, we uh, provide that service of citing, interpreting rules and regs, enhancing neighbor relations, but we also can go further than that and help refer those farmers to some cost-share opportunities, low-interest loans. So we kind of want to be that one stop shop for livestock and poultry producers here in the state of Iowa. Livestock in general, uh, Brian, was an entry point for a lot of young folks in agriculture. Yeah, I still think uh, livestock and poultry production is the best way to get a foot in the door for agriculture. Um, we've got some opportunities out there, um, and you know that's one of the services that we provide too, uh, is just going out, sitting down with the farm family, talking about opportunities, and then helping them develop a plan for the future, uh, not only for their farm, but for their family goals as well. So again, and that's a service that we provide uh, all at no charge and completely confidential. When we talk about uh, the cattle industry, we talk a lot uh, about feedlots and, and putting cattle in, in feedlots. Uh, we want to talk, though, about getting cows out there. We want to talk about increasing the cow herd here in the state of Iowa because that's uh, something that really, uh, as the feedlot numbers grow and the feedlot prices grow, we tend to lose cows. Yep. And, and, you know, that's something we can help with, too. I know, you know, different parts of the state, pasture land, well, in all parts of the state, pasture is becoming more expensive. It's becoming harder to get to rent. Um, but, you know, you do have other options out there, whether it's buildings, dry lots. Um, you've got winter feeding stations you could put out on stalks or in pastures. So, again, it's just talking through all the options that are out there and, and having us put you in touch with the right uh, entity that can really help talk about cost share and low interest loan programs. 
And let's talk about some of those programs available to producers here in the state of Iowa. Derek Nabani is with the Iowa Department of Agriculture. Derek, uh, we are talking farming for your future here, and we are uh, concentrating on the cattle industry. We had the uh, Iowa Cattlemen's Annual Meeting and the Iowa Beef Industry Council Annual Meeting here at Prairie Meadows. So today's uh, event uh, is uh, also being co-sponsored by uh, the uh, folks with the Iowa Beef Industry Council. But I want to ask you about uh, some of the things Brian Waddingham just told us. We want to get people involved in the cattle industry. Yep. We want to get more people involved in the cattle industry. And uh, IDOLS, Iowa Department of Ag uh, and Land Stewardship, has some programs available. Yeah, so specifically I work with the SRF, or State Revolving Fund Loan Program, and what that is, it's a uh, low-interest loan to where it maxes out at a 3% interest rate, and it can go toward the uh, installation of any sort of water quality practice, and specifically to the livestock industry, it can cover various things like fencing or farm ponds with rotational grazing, uh, closing of an existing feedlot and moving animals under roof, or any sort of manure management or manure storage. Now you mentioned closing of an existing feedlot. Uh, so help me out there. Yep. So unfortunately, it can't go towards new operations, so it has to be a current operation. Okay. And then you can move those uh, uh, animals indoors. Yep. So it'll cover actually the closure of the lot itself and the construction of the building. What's the basis for what, What's the underlying theme for this? For water quality, basically. And so okay, it's, it, uh, yep. And so at any point that we can assign a water quality benefit to a practice like that, it's something that we could offer the loan on. Well, we'd like to uh, get more cattle grazing uh, out in the countryside. And if you've been out there lately, you uh, understand that we have removed most of the fencing in Iowa. Yep. And so you mentioned fencing program. Yep. So with anything that's associated with rotational grazing, so it'll pay for the fencing on the perimeter, it'll pay for the installation of the farm pond or watering system with it, or if you need to drill well for that watering system. And what's the cost share uh, up to? So with the cost share, since it's a loan, it's a uh, maxes out at $500,000 per borrower. And the key of that is that it's per borrower, not per project. And so theoretically, if you have a partnership or a family member that's in your operation, everybody can apply individually for the loan. And, okay. Okay. Yep. And since it maxes out at that, three percent it's a uh, extremely competitive with interest rates right now especially with six seven eight percent interest rates and, and what's the, the payback time period it's a uh, 10 to 15 years and so typically with a livestock uh, loan it's 15 years so who should be looking at this pretty much anybody that's interested in starting farming or looking and potentially looking at improving your operation i mean it's really just a way to overall improve the operation that you have currently and uh, we're talking cattle today yep. um, but i'm thinking other livestock that graze in iowa typically sheep and or goats that cover any species livestock? Yep, you can basically assume if it's any sort of a grazing species that we would cover it for the loan. Now, let me ask you this. We have been hearing about some new fencing practices, Mm -hmm. and uh, there uh, are invisible fences Mm -hmm. uh, out there, and and people are going to laugh about (laughs) it because they say, we've looked at your place, and and you've got a lot of invisible fence on it. (laughs) But this is a real deal. I mean, this is legitimate for for cattle in particular. Uh, is inv- invisible fencing, and I think that's going to be kind of the way of the future. It, it, the way I understand it, there, there's nothing physical there. In other words, you don't actually bury a wire there. Uh, okay. yep. You set it up by geo-fencing. So oh, you pull your iPad out, and you make a circle around your farm, okay, and that will set up some kind of a perimeter that oh, wow. you train that cow to, to follow. I'm not saying you got cows with iPads out there, <laughs> but... Um, Basically, that's that's how you do that. I mean, is, is that something that's on the horizon for you guys to look at, too? Yeah, absolutely. With the loan, that we have a lot of flexibility in what we can cover, and we're always interested in new cutting technology like that. And so we always encourage people to where, if it isn't even on our application that it qualifies, still reach out and apply, and we'd love to take a look at it. Uh, do you have funding limitations? 
Yes, just the $500,000 per borrower is mostly our limitations. Well, I, I'm talking yeah. about overall. We do. Uh, we have a cap that we haven't really hit yet, and we have a decent amount of money within the loan program that we could cover it. So we're always open for applications and encourage people to apply. Any uh, geography that you're looking at? Any specific uh, areas in the state? Not really. I mean, we get most of our loans from the hotspots, so you think some of the northeast Iowa, a little bit of northwest Iowa and southern Iowa, depending on the soil conservation part of it. But, yeah, we're open statewide and willing to accept any and all applications. Well, yeah, well, off the top of your head, where some of the projects you've, you've funded? So we've done a lot of buildings, and so the, the buildings and the rotational grazing stuff has been popular as of late, and especially, I think, with the drought, we've been getting a lot more watering systems, specifically with the farm ponds or the drilling of wells. So I think it's a lot of people just trying to adapt to the elements and adapt to everything, including the market out there. Now, short of calling you on your personal cell phone, which I haven't been able to wrestle out of you yet. Nights and weekends, always welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh about that now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tell me what the first steps are. Yep, so the first step would be to reach out to the local NRCS office. So each county has one across the state, and they'd be able to help you with some of the uh, potential things for what qualify, what doesn't qualify. And then also if you look online, if you just search Iowa Stock, it'll come up with the information on the loan as well as the application. What was that again? Iowa SRF Livestock. Iowa SRF Livestock. Interesting. You're listening to The Fence Line, a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, Farming for Your Future, talking cattle industry. As Brian Waddingham told us a little bit ago, the NRCS office also has some programs available. Let's catch up with Jeff Mathias with the state NRCS folks. We're talking about farming for your uh, future with the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, kind of concentrating on the cattle industry and programs available to uh, get uh, more uh, cattle grazing in particular. Uh, Jeff, well, I want to ask you about NRCS office has some programs available that uh, would uh, be conducive for uh, grazing cattle. Yeah, that's right, Bob. We have plenty of programs available, money available to help people with uh, going ahead and getting cattle out there grazing on pasture lands. Uh, we also have it set up so that we're getting a little more help on being able to graze on the croplands with the aftermath and like the cover crops. We have a practice itself that's called um, annual forages for grazing systems where we can actually put some annual forages in and then go ahead and graze them like on corn stalks or someplace too. So you must have program for fencing and things like that then? We have some help for fencing. We're mainly on the interior fence uh, for what we're paying for, for paddock divide fence, for the people that like to do the rotational rotation grazing racing okay. system. All right. um, but we do, we are able to help out with some exterior fence uh, when somebody's taking ground that was in CRP and they've been had it in CRP and the CRP contract's coming out. We will pay, help pay for some of the fence that's their responsibility. And also if somebody's looking at some crop ground and, you know, last couple of years we haven't had too good of yields and thought, I'm not making money on crop on this. I want to convert it to pasture. We can help pay for the exterior fence on that pasture area too. Now, not that I'm speaking from experience here, but if you have some CRP ground, lots of times that might need some improving before you can uh, graze cattle because these cows just won't gain weight on cedar trees. And, and we seem to have uh, a lot of those on CRP ground. So I'm, I'm, what I'm asking, do you have a program to help improve that quality of pasture as well? Yes. Yeah, we can definitely help improve that. You know, we need to look and see what we have out there going on, where we really need to start. Yeah. But, you know, you mentioned the trees. We can help do some tree clearing on pasture land. Uh, I would say more brush clearing. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, the cedar trees, you know, that's more of a brush issue that we're trying to take care of where we can come in. And some of the other smaller brush type stuff, we're not going to help pay somebody to go tear down a 
forest to turn it into pasture ground, but we will help on taking out some of those on something that historically has been a grassy area or has been cropland such as a CRP. Yeah, and cedar trees are they're tough. Let, let me tell you, I have seen them growing out of the side of a rolled up bale of hay. So they'll, they'll take root just about any place. You, you mentioned water, and, and you have programs uh, to get uh, water out there if you're doing some, some grazing as well. Yeah, I mean, like you just said with the CRP, I mean, that's one of the biggest things we have to deal with. Even on our existing pasture land, we probably don't have water adequately distributed mm-hmm. for the cattle to drink out there. Ideally, the cow should not have to walk more than 800 feet to go get water from where it's grazing. 800 feet? 800 feet. So if you're paddock grazing, you could be putting a lot of water uh, fountains out there. Yeah, if you're paddock grazing, you can be putting a lot of, you know, basically the way I, I say it is 800 feet. If you take a 40-acre field, you square 40, and, you know, we all have square 40s that we're pasturing. You put one water in the middle of each 40 acres. So, you know, when we're looking at a 200-acre pasture or some of that, you know, in some of our areas where we have the larger pastures and we only have one water source, we have cattle not utilizing the grass far away from that water source. That is Jeff Mathias, and as Jeff points out, the best way to find out more about these programs is stop in at your local NRCS office. Well, I mentioned our overall theme today is trying to get more cattle here in the state of Iowa. And sometimes that means developing better feed rations. The Fence Line Microphones had a chance to make a trip to the campus of Iowa State University and stop by the newly opened feed mill. Now the feed mill is located just west of Ames on the south side of Highway 30. It is a full-fledged research facility and also used as a teaching facility for students at Iowa State. The Iowa Beef Industry Council is sponsoring some of this research. Mike Anderson with the Iowa Beef Industry Council talks about the importance of developing new programs and new products when it comes to feeding cattle. Uh, Mike Anderson again uh, talking about the uh, beef industry with us. Mike, uh, tell me a little bit of background on uh, the uh, uh, Iowa Beef Industry Council and you know the, the things you're looking for when you support a facility like this. And why, why is that important to the beef producer? Yeah, we here at the Iowa Beef Industry Council um, really stress a lot with our, our research dollars, and that comes funding from our state check off that 50 cents per head that producers pay. And so we spend uh, pretty close to a half a million dollars each year on research projects. And one of our our big partners is Iowa State University with those uh, professors and extension specialists. And so uh, we really see this Kent feed mill as a potential huge partner. Um, Obviously, the the number one feed stuff for cattle is corn. And so um, with a feed facility like that, we see some potential projects in the future that we could help fund. And you talk about checkoff dollars, and checkoff dollars are used for, like you mentioned, research uh, and, and promotion and, and, and things like that. But uh, this is a way to really add value back into that uh, row crop here in the state of Iowa. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and as Dirk said before, you know, they've got some really unique uh, processing um, capabilities there at the feed mill that they can, you know, do some things that maybe the, the large-scale feed mills can't. And so we could really take advantage of that with some of our feeding trials with uh, feedlot cattle and, and feeder calves here throughout the state to, to work on efficiency and, and carcass quality and things of that nature, which in the end results in a better quality product for our consumers. 
Well, uh, it, we certainly produce things that consumers like. We know that, and we'd certainly like to see more cattle production here in the state of Iowa. We'd like to start growing those numbers uh, as well. But uh, when, when you're investing in, in, in a project like this, and, and when you guys get in there and look at different projects, uh, why is a, a feed mill like this really important to the cattle producer? Well, we really stress uh, we've got some main categories that our uh, research committee here at the, the Beef Industry Council looks at and that we want to target. Um, but we really value the voice of the producer and what what issues and what topics are they seeing, you know, out on their livestock facility that they need help with. Um, we've done a great job, I think, uh, of doing that and really focusing on projects that are going to return value to that beef producer specifically in our case. Um, and I think using a facility uh, like this uh, really really lends well to our research committee and the priorities um, that we're looking to fund here in Iowa. Um, and so we're really excited. Well, the other thing, too, uh, uh, Mike, and we don't want to lose sight of it, but uh, the uh, product coming out of here as well as students, and we would love to have those students stay right here in the state of Iowa and work in the beef industry. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. We, uh, you know, our population here in Iowa might be, you know, staying steady to, to de- decreasing a little bit. Uh, we, we do a great job of educating our kids, and then sometimes they, they leave our state. And so um, I think for the, the size that we are um, of an ag state in the country, you know, we're number four in, in feedlot cattle production and number seven in the country in, in overall cattle production. And so, um, you know, we may not be the biggest state in numbers, but, um, you know, we've got quality kids in, in Iowa State and, and other ag universities here in the state of Iowa produce great, great young kids um, that we hope to bring back um, to work in facilities like this and, and keep Iowa agriculture number one. Mike Anderson with the Iowa Beef Industry Council on some projects being funded at the feed mill at Iowa State University. And as Mike pointed out, uh, the importance of these projects is to make sure we're getting the most out of our feed stocks when it comes to efficiency and putting beef on the hoof. Reminder again, you're listening to The Fence Line. The Fence Line, a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, the livestock folks here in the state of Iowa. If you would like more information about this program or any of the programs the Coalition offers, you can check out their website, supportfarmers.com. Let's get back to our visit now with Mike Anderson with the Iowa Beef Industry Council. We're talking uh, with the Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers today, Farming for Your Future Friday here on the big show. Uh, Mike Anderson with us with the Iowa Beef Industry Council. Just wrapped up your meeting uh, today, uh, Mike. Let's talk about some of the other projects the Beef Industry Council funds with the beef checkoff here in Iowa. Yeah, Bob, uh, today we had our annual meeting and, and was a chance for for me to brag about the, the great staff that, that I get to work with here at the Beef Industry Council and, and highlight just a fraction of the programs that they get to work with uh, throughout the entire year. So really had some neat wins this year and, and some expanded programs. Um, a lot of it's been with our consumer reach as far as um, the Build Your Base program and, and targeting uh, colleges and partnerships with University of Iowa, uh, UNI, Iowa State, and Drake, accentuating the positives of protein uh, for athletes. And so one of the things we think about um, is sports nutrition, and not too many think about uh, promoting beef in that aspect. We really hit that hard uh, this past year, and we're looking to expand that program next year with local high schools um, and teens as far as utilizing beef as that source of protein mm-hmm. for Athlete recovery, you know, after they have a practice or a game, how they can replenish those uh, nutrients and energy, and protein is the, a great source for that, and obviously want beef to be at the center of the plate for that. Well, the checkoff program, uh, again, we were talking with uh, Michael Bedigo, and he's uh, talking about a 12-to-1 return on your investment, so they're, they're very important. 
uh, also uh, worth hundreds of dollars into the export market. But the enhancement, you can uh, add value back into that carcass is what it's all about, really. Uh, and you mentioned program here in the state, but you also support programs outside the state of Iowa. And, and the reason you do that, and I think probably get time the same thing, is that's where the population base is. Correct, correct. Yep, we've got a, a great program. We partner with uh, states throughout the country, basically more so probably on the coast. We work with uh, New York, Pennsylvania, um, Arizona, and some of those more highly populated areas. You know, you think in the state of Iowa, we're kind of preaching to the choir when we promote cattle in, in the ag industry in Iowa. But um, we've got to shoot for those highly populated areas where, you know, they don't know where their food comes from. Um, they buy it at a grocery store, but they don't know uh, the quality uh food supply that the U.S. produces, and especially here in Iowa, we've got that good old corn-fed beef that folks love, and so we really want to work on, on promoting that. And so a lot of the dollars uh, that we project out to those other states really has a great value of return, and so they, uh, you know, obviously are very appreciative to us uh, for the dollars that they can utilize to promote beef. Well, some of the things that have been developed right here in the state of Iowa, uh, we have a thing that we enjoy called the Hot Beef Sunday. And uh, that was uh, developed right here in the state of Iowa, although uh, in uh, California they want to take claim to it at the uh, county fair there in Orange County. Uh, that's not true because it was developed right here at the Iowa State Fairgrounds. Um, another thing we worked on was a, a cut, and, and we, I'm talking about the Iowa Beef Industry Council's check-off dollars. Uh, the uh, flat iron cut was improved uh, a lot, and so was that shoulder tender cut, which I absolutely love. So uh, there, there's a lot of things that you've done that have been very rewarding to cattle producers. Yes, yes, and it's, it's great you brought that up. Um, we partnered with Iowa State University with their meats laboratory, and they've done a lot of culinary education with groups um you've got those meat counter guys and gals at fairways and high v's and those types of deals and you've got you know not everybody can afford a you know 16 dollars per pound ribeye these days and so with the uh, prices at the grocery stores staying pretty high um really utilizing those underutilized cuts that are cheaper um there's kind of a, a hot one now it's called the denver steak which is tremendous so if you call up fairway high v ahead of time have them prepare a denver steak denver steak, what, denver what, steak. what's that cut well, it's still, it still it comes from uh, the loin area, but it's just a, a different portion of that. It's uh, got great marbling, so get your, your taste in there. Um, and it, it's uh, running maybe close to $9, $10 a pound, which isn't you know super cheap, but it's better than the higher cost you know, yeah. New York strips or ribeyes. Um, so we're really working with those folks in the meat lab on helping those uh, culinary people come up with different cuts, and then we're hopefully going to work on a program to, to provide recipes for those underutilized cuts as well. No, that's exactly what the checkoff's uh, intended for, is research and, and also uh, marketing and promotion. So, hey, thanks so much for what you guys do throughout the year and for stopping by today. Thanks, Bob. Talk to Brian Waddingham here to wrap things up. Uh, Brian Waddingham, Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers. Uh, Brian, we've been kind of centering on the cattle industry today and will for the next few weeks uh, as well. Uh, but a lot of the things we talk about are available on your website, and there's lots of other information available out there. So who should be looking at that, and uh, how can we find out more? You know, if you're looking to get into livestock production or you're an existing farmer looking to grow, uh, I would encourage you to visit our website, supportfarmers.com, or give us a call anytime at 800-932-2436. Um, no matter what you're proposing to do or want to do today, there are rules that apply that uh, could have changed since the last time uh, you had to build a barn or a feedlot. So uh, we're only a phone call away, and we are 100% confidential and uh, at no charge. Uh, let me expand on that, the rules uh, a little bit, because here in the state of Iowa, I think all rules are going to be under scrutiny. They may not change, 
But uh, then again, if you don't watch them and, and look at them, you may get caught by surprise. Yeah, you know, there's 250 pages of rules that apply to livestock and poultry farmers today, and there are maybe some subtle nuances um, on how those rules can be interpreted, um, but that's one thing the coalition can do is come right out and uh, and really assess your situation and tell you if you have any issues uh, or would if an environmental inspection were to occur by DNR or EPA. Yeah, and we want to keep Cody busy out there. Yeah, young Cody gets out and does your farm business for you. Hope takes care of lots of things on the website and the Green Farm said partner program all available through the coalition to support iowa's farmers and with that we're getting towards the end of the fence line today friends uh, during the program today we have talked about everything from promoting that end beef product to consumers to maybe projects working on better feed efficiency through the feed mill at iowa state university and continuing projects there all the way up to funding programs to promote and help cattle grazing here in the state of Iowa. If you'd like to find out more about any of these or funding programs, you hop on that website, supportfarmers.com. My name is Bob Quinn, and I'll catch you on the next edition of The Fence Line. <laughs>